everybody, it's the Rewind for the month of June 2022. I'm Paul, that's Nathan. That is I. Back at you for another month of weirdness. How is it weird? Uh, Because we do the weird news, Nathan. After 15 years, did you just clue into that? Well, okay. It'd be really concerning if you were picking stories that you thought were normal. These are normal stories. Because we, we said from the outset this was weird news. Well... I think they're normal. I don't think to understand things. I do think to understand things. Yes. And I think these are just normal news stories we've been divulging to the public for the past however many years we've been doing this. This explains a lot. Yeah. All right. Without further ado, let's just get to it, shall we? Let's do it. You know, if I had a lot of money, I'd pay like uh, Post Malone or Doja Cat or one of these to like create a remix of this song. Two great artists of our time. Yeah. The McCartney London of our time. Those two. <laughs> All right, Nathan, what uh, what weird for me, normal for you news happened recently? It's penis flower bloom season, Paul. Let's celebrate. Yay. Yay. I love talking about penis. <laughs> I guess I do. What does that even mean, Nathan? Tell the audience what that means, please. <laughs> well, for Vice.com, two of the world's biggest, smelliest, horniest flowers unleashed their rare blooms this week in California, officially making 2022 a wet, hot penis flower summer. <laughs> nice. The flower, great. Uh, Amorphophallus titanum. Wow. Goes by several nicknames, most notably the corpse flower for its smell and the penis plant for its appearance. It's commonly re- referred to as Titan Arum. They can grow as large as 12 feet high, that's a big penis, and only bloom once every few years or decades. When they finally do bloom, they fill the air with the smell of rotten meat. Their blooms are considered a rare spectacle, lasting only a few days and hundreds of people gather at gardens and conservatories whenever a bloom occurs. Good good for the penis flower. Good for the weird folks who think that that's something that they want to experience. Yeah. You tell me something uh, smells like rotten meat, I say uh, I don't want any part of it. That's just me. Call me crazy, but just how I am. I think you and I should visit one of these blooming sessions someday <laughs> and report on it. Where do we have to go again to see this? I missed that part. California. California. I was just there. You were just, you just missed it, Paul. Well, that's a shame. If only I'd known, I would have made time out of my day to go up and see the corpse flowers of California. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, moving on. Well, from foxnews.com. Oh, no. (laughs) New York's highest court has ruled that Happy, the elephant, is not a legal person and therefore not entitled to basic human rights. The state of New York Court of Appeals issued its 5-2 decision in matter of non-human rights project versus Breheny, affirming the lower court's ruling that Happy the Bronx Zoo elephant is not a legal person, and therefore her captivity at the zoo is lawful. The opinion was written by New York Chief Judge Janet DeFiore, uh, Judges Michael Garcia, Madeline Singus, Anthony Canatero, and Shirley Troutman. Concurred with Di Fiore. That's the protesting of other elephants yeah. outside the uh, <laughs> the upper New York courts. For centuries, the common law writ of habeas corpus. Habeas corpus, yes. That's what I just said. Yeah. Safeguarded the liberty rights of human beings by providing a means to secure release 
from illegal custody, the court wrote in its opinion. Question before us on this appeal is whether petitioner non-human rights project may seek habeas corpus relief on behalf of Happy, an elephant residing in the Bronx Zoo, in order to secure her transfer to an elephant sanctuary. Just a banner month for bad court decisions, huh? Well, the court recognized, Paul, that while animals, particularly those as intelligent as elephants, because elephants don't forget. Remember, they're, they're smart. They're smart animals. This one is not forgetting nope. this. Let me nope. tell you, these judges better watch their backs. Definitely. That animals such as elephants, as intelligent as they are, deserve proper care and compassion, that they are not human beings and therefore are completely outside the jurisdiction of human rights law. All right, Nathan, moving on. All right. Well, hey, <clears throat> I got to give a shout out to my wife because she found this story. She's doing your work for you now, I see. Okay. Exactly. I'm not even doing my work. This is probably the best story that I will ever, ever read aloud to our public. I feel like you have to say that because of the marital status. So uh, let an impartial second party be the decider on that one. This, this is an awesome story from Anison.com. The phrase elephants never forget. Yes, I'm talking about an elephant again. Reached a whole new level earlier this month in India. On June 10th, an elephant viciously attacked and trampled Maya Murmu, a 70-year-old resident of Raipal village in Odisha, India, while she was collecting water. She was taken to hospital in critical condition where she later passed away from her injuries. Family members then brought Murmu back to the village to hold a funeral for her, but events took an unexpected turn. The same elephant returned and attacked Murmu's body. Mm -hmm. Very vengeful here. Villagers ran to safety while the vengeful elephant took its rage out on her body. The animal trampled Murmu and threw her up in the air and also attacked her home and killed the ghost living there. Well, may this be a lesson to the judges of New York City. This might be your future now, so watch your backs. All right, moving on from TheGuardian.com. A jury in the U.S. city of Portland, Oregon. There's a theme this month, I think. Elephants and judicial systems. I swear we're not trying to make a statement based on stuff that, that just happened. No. Just happened this way. I'm just great at segueing. Right. I think that's what... The undertones of this are. I think you mean to say that you're good at metaphors, but okay. You know what? Sure, that too. The jury in the U.S. city of Portland, Oregon, has convicted a self-published romance novelist who wrote an essay titled How to Murder Your Husband of Fatally Shooting Her Husband. The 12-person jury found Nancy Crampton Brophy, 71, guilty of second-degree murder on Wednesday after deliberating for two days over Daniel Brophy's death, according to reports. Brophy, a 63-year-old chef, was killed on the 2nd of June, 2018, as he prepared for work at the Oregon Culinary Institute in southwest Portland. Crampton Brophy showed no visible reaction to the verdict in the crowded Multnomah County courtroom. Lisa Maxfield, one of her lawyers, said the defense team would appeal against the decision. Remember when OJ wrote a book? called I didn't kill her, but if I did, here's how I'd do it. Yeah. But no one investigated that. I mean, I know it was a leaked manuscript, so look that up, by the way. Um, and for those of you who don't know who O.J. Simpson is, look that up first. Who doesn't know who O.J. Simpson is? I mean, the O.J. thing happened 30 years ago. I think there's a lot of people who don't know about O.J. Simpson. Do you remember watching The Chase in his white Bronco? I remember that. I didn't watch it. I watched the, the court trial. But anyways, my point is, my point is, he wrote a book. No one looked into him. I find it interesting that this woman writes a book and they're just like, she must be guilty. Well, they probably learned from their mistakes with OJ. I think it's a double standard, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you too. Listen, I could talk about OJ all day, but 
We should move on. Well, there's some potential killing coming up, but not really. Okay. From uh, Nebelpanty.com. Not a real site. It is. Nebelpanty. Nebelpanties? Look, Nebelpanty. Nebelpanty.com. Okay. No, I know you keep saying it. That doesn't make it truer, but all right, let's keep going. Netflix is recruiting participants for a reality TV show inspired by its most popular series of all time, Squid Game. Can I, hold on. Can I stop you here? Uh, sure. How is it that you're getting this story from Nemo Panties and not, <laughs> Nemo Panty. and not Variety or The Hollywood Reporter or Deadline or the hundreds of other like legitimate entertainment reporting periodicals? This story comes from Nemo Panties. Nemo Panty. Before, because listen, I don't care about this, whatever. The fucking Netflix is desperate for, for subscribers because their <laughs> stocks are tanking and people are stopping watching their crappy programming, uh, Squid Game included. Uh, walk me through how you found this story. Okay. Can I make a confession? I know you did it all before the show, but I saw this come over the wire through like, I don't know, again, Variety or Hollywood Reporter. I want to know... <laughs> Of all the sites. And by the way, there's like <laughs> secondary sites that you could have gotten this from like USA Today, you know, even Fox News, God forbid. You know what I mean? Like there's a there's a wealth of sites that I would have expected you to get this story from first, but somehow you ended up on Nemo Panties. How did can you I, find this? Can I make a confession to you? Yes. Sometimes. Yes. In my travels on the interwebs where I find my delicious stories that I divulge to you and the uh, general public, sometimes the funniest websites will garner the best reaction from you. That is not something that you do. I don't believe that for a second. Like CNN or MSN or wherever the hell I find some of my stories, they're great. But you know what? Nemo Panty, that sounds like a great website. And it gives me the gist of the story. But like, you know what? Paul's never heard of NemoPanty.com. Maybe he has. I don't know. I'm going to bring it up. We're going to talk about it. All right. I don't care that they're making a Squid Game reality show. <laughs> it won't even have murder in it. So therefore, who cares? Wasn't that the whole point of the television show? Is that people get murdered for real? <laughs> it's like making a Hunger Games series and nobody dies. It's true. All right. Moving on. I don't care about Squid Games or Netflix. Okay. Well, from uh, the uh, NewYorkPost.com, a team building exercise in Switzerland went horribly wrong when 25 people suffered burns after walking over hot coals, according to police. Oh, I bunch of idiots. Yeah, I never understood this. The incident took place at a private event on the Au uh, Peninsula on Lake Zurich. They all got burned on the Au Peninsula. It's, it's pronounced A-U. Aww. According to the police, participants at the event uh, walked over a bed of coals that was several feet long and complained of pain afterward. At least 10 ambulances were summoned to the property to treat the injured. Cops said that 25 people were given medical treatment at the scene and 13 of them were hospitalized with more severe injuries. Authorities secured evidence and opened an investigation into the circumstances of the incident. Aye! Would you walk over a bed of hot coals? No, I know better. See? Instant reaction, right? By the way, how bad does your team where the only way to bring them together is to have them walk across <laughs> burning coals? I wasn't even thinking about that. You know, like <laughs> maybe try axe throwing first or a mixer or like a movie night. Paintball. If you're getting to the point where you have to fly people to Owie, you know, Ouchie Island <laughs> and have them walk across effectively like hardened lava, something is terribly wrong with your team. I wouldn't do this. This is dumb. Abandon that team, I'm thinking, and start from scratch. 
How do you get 25 people to do that anyways at the same time? How are they also stupid that after the second person, the third one's like, well, the first two got burned. Let's see what happens to me. Exactly. <laughs> it's a line of people all dumber than the, than the last person. It's like a Congo line of idiots. Also, that company must have a lot of cash to burn if a team building exercise flies them to, you know, whatever, Owie Mountain. I <laughs> can put them up in hotels. <laughs> Because, you know, they didn't just go there, walk, and then go back. They had to stay there at least one night each. Well, you didn't have to pay for the hotels that night because everyone stayed in the hospital. Excellent point. Moving on. From the mirror.co.uk, families can be complicated, Paul. Especially when couples separate or there's been infidelity somewhere along the line. Oh. But there are a few situations quite as complicated as this man's family tree. After he discovered that his son is actually his uncle. TikTok user Stacks1400 made the devastating realization after discovering that his girlfriend, the mother of his child, had been having an affair with his very own grandfather while they were living with him. (laughs) Found out that my son was really my uncle, he said, and a clip shared the TikTok. My granddad was effing my girl the whole time he was staying with him. I want to know what this grandfather looks like. (laughs) The man shared uh, the clip alongside the caption, can't believe I expected more from a man that had a whole other family around the corner from my granny house, suggesting the granddad had a long history of infidelity in the family. Boy, TikTok just brings out the best in us, doesn't it? Well, like many question him for more details and how it could have happened without him knowing. Oh, I don't know. I think that infidelity, you never know. Uh, I'll, I'll give, if this is a real story, which is where I'm mostly leaning towards is this smells like uh, uh, this smells like a bullshit to me. Um, cause it sounds like something you would say on TikTok for likes or views or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, true. so if it's true, I don't know that this stuff happens. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Moving on to a f- very funny story, in my opinion. Okay. From CNN.com. Not, uh, whatever that was. <laughs> Nemo Panty. Neener Neener. Nemo. You know what? I'm only getting my stories from Nemo Panty now. I hope so. It'll become a CNN of its time. I guarantee you. Okay. Sure. Well, two people were rescued after falling into a tank full of chocolate at the Mars M&M factory in (laughs) Pennsylvania Thursday, officials said. This is like the Willy Wonka story come true. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly what I thought, actually. I thought Willy Wonka came to mind. Let's see how long it takes the writer of this article to bring up Willy Wonka or Ronald Dahl. Go. I don't think Willy Wonka was brought up at all because... All right. Well, read it. You didn't read it. So don't pretend like you did. (laughs) Both patients were transported to the hospital. Assistant Supervisor Nick's Schoenenberger of Lancaster County 911 dispatch told CNN. One patient was transported by ground and one person was transported by helicopter. I think that guy had more chocolate than the other guy. Um, The extent of their injuries is unknown. How can you be injured by falling into chocolate? Just, okay, if you, if it's a small like container, a small vat and you hit the bottom of the vat, I get it. Maybe you break your legs. But if you fall into a vat that's large enough with a lot of chocolate, all you're going to get is like diabetes. Well, that's just it. Maybe they had type 2 diabetes. Maybe. And it just instantly caused them to uh, have a, a, a shock, uh, whatever, anaphylactic, uh, whatever whatever they go into. Uh, well, read this because I didn't. <laughs> go on. Fire crews have eliminated pulling them straight out of a tank. Brad Wolf, communications supervisor for Lan- Lancaster County 911 dispatch, told CNN earlier on Thursday. They had to cut a hole in the side of the tank to get them out, he said. 
Wolf said that it was unclear how the people fell into the chocolate tank. Uh, no injuries have been reported at this time. And and none of these uh, none of these people who fell in uh, were learning particular life lessons uh, based on some sort of horrible things that they've been doing in the past. No, probably not. And with that, audience, another month of the uh. rewind is in the books. What have we learned here today? An elephant never forgets. I think the U.S. court system continues to be wacky. I think. And Nemo Panty is a great website to visit. I think. And uh, uh, don't lean over the railing at a chocolate factory. It will almost certainly end with you at the bottom of the vat being cut out by firefighters. I wonder how they fill in. If only you'd read it. Listen, you know what? Let that be a mystery for the audience. They can go look it up on Nemo Panties. Nemo Panty. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you, Nathan's wife, for doing all his work for him. Thank you, audience. Uh, if you like the show, tell some people we're on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, all that stuff. Follow us on Twitter at I Love The Rewind. And uh, I think that's it, right? I don't know that we have any more stuff to do. I think everyone should visit nemopanty.com. I think it's a great website and I fully... Nathan Pepper is backing nemopanty.com. This is the Rewind's official website. It is not. Nope. It is not. All right. Thank you for listening. We will be back next month. Have a happy Canada Day slash 4th of July. No, Nemo, go to nemopanty.com. Bye. Bye.